Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, life and mindset coach, yoga instructor, and wellness blogger. It's likely that you've probably come across me on Instagram. So if you are part of my Instagram family, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. As you guys know, like this has been such a goal of mine for a really long time. And I've written it down in my journal for weeks and months and honestly probably even years at this point that I want to host a podcast. So here we are. I'm super excited to dive in and get started and and tell you guys all of my favorite stories and tips um, and mindset hacks, of course. But I thought it would be fun to kind of take it back a little bit just for this first episode and introduce you guys a little bit to kind of how I got started on this whole journey because I wasn't always a coach and I wasn't always into mindset and wellness and all that kind of stuff and so really the way that I sort of started you know my Instagram platform and my blog and my coaching business and all of that was because I was really the woman who was in that space of of feeling kind of stuck and stagnant and wanting more for my life but not really knowing how to achieve that or you know and I think a lot of it was also when I first started like what really got me into the personal development space actually was my journey with like health and fitness and body image related issues that was kind of my like first point of entry into discovering all the stuff about mindset and meditation and affirmations and and everything like that actually in 2017 I had you know just moved to Spain so I'm originally from the states I'm from a small town in New York and I had studied abroad in Spain for a semester during college and I met this guy and like we fell in love that is a story for another episode I think I'll probably go into that whole thing another time but basically after I graduated from school I really wanted to move back to Spain to kind of see where that relationship would go and also just continue my travels through Europe and improve my skill I guess of of learning the language of Spanish and being able to speak more fluently and so there were a lot of different you know reasons of why I wanted to come back but if we're being honest like the main one was the guy (laughs) um so yeah I I just kind of that was a, a hard decision for me and I think a lot of you who have followed me for some time kind of know that backstory already of turning down my corporate job offers um you know I was I I had a choice to make between moving to Chicago and pursuing this corporate America career and Chicago was an amazing city that I had you know had I had done an internship there for a summer and I always wanted to live there um so it was really exciting uh, that kind of you know idea of oh my gosh I'm going to be this businesswoman starting my career you know using my degree in marketing and and um public relations 
or, you know, kind of leave all of that behind and go back to Europe to basically like teach English in a Spanish school and make a shit salary, but have the life experience of being able to like travel and learn another language and see where that relationship was going to go. So that was a really hard decision in my life. And it was probably like the bravest thing that I ever did just because nobody else around me was really like doing stuff like that I guess like a lot of us had studied abroad but like no one was like you know gonna go back and and live there full time and do that kind of thing everybody around me was accepting those you know job offers and their starting salaries and getting excited about these new cities that they were moving to and you know thinking about the apartments that they were going to get and the friends that they would make and that kind of like young professional lifestyle that they were going to start and so I was also kind of like embarrassed by that decision in some respect because I wasn't going to be using my degree at all you know I was going to be teaching ABCs <laughs> to little kids in a foreign country and not making any money at all you know compare the economies are just so different and also that kind of like English assistant position it's not a lucrative job like it's not a job that people do for the money it's something that they do for the life experience and the ability to travel and stuff like that so it was definitely a hard choice for me to make but I kind of like went off track there, I guess. So the first year that I that I actually was in Spain, I had decided to move here. I moved into an apartment in the center of the city and I was living with nine other people from all over the world. Like there was people from so many different countries. So it was a super cool experience getting to live with all these people. Um, and just exposed to like all these different cultures and everything. And we had so much fun together. So that was really great. But in that kind of environment, I was really discovering, you know, something kind of like surprising, I guess, for myself was that I really didn't, I really didn't like myself that much. And that was something that I wasn't really used to because growing up, in in high school and everything I felt like I was a, a pretty like confident girl I always felt really good in in my body you know I had like this very naturally sort of like thin dancer's body my whole life and I remember even like in in middle school I had a competition with one of my friends of who could gain weight the fastest because we were both like 90 pounds like we were so tiny and everybody around us was like getting boobs and like curves and starting to become women and we were just like you know we looked like these little these little stick girls and so but you know growing up I kind of like I never really struggled with body image in that sense because I was always naturally thin and so my first sort of struggle I guess was that idea of I need to be curvier or like I need to look more mature um, and so I always would like cry to my mom about how I wanted like bigger boobs and I wanted like a butt and you know all this stuff that I was seeing that other girls or you know in the media and stuff was like this desirable body shape like I never had that growing up even through like high school and so that was kind of like I think my first sort of realization of wanting something for my body that wasn't naturally me but then when I when I was in Spain like that first year I was starting to really recognize that my confidence that I had growing up as that kind of like thin girl was totally wrecked because I had gained a lot of weight between like studying abroad and college and 
drinking and partying and, you know, freelance eating and just having fun and like living life. Like I wouldn't take, I don't regret that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take any of that back. But the girl that I saw in the mirror was not that like thin dancer's body like girl anymore and I think I almost like preferred the struggle of like wanting to be curvier than the struggle that I was facing then which was like oh my gosh I really need to lose weight because this doesn't look good on on my frame you know I'm like a pretty small person I'm like 5'2 which I, I think in centimeters is like 161 centimeters or something like that so when I gained weight from studying abroad and, and throughout college, it was just, I feel like it was very visible on me because there wasn't a lot of places for it to go per se. And so that was like a really interesting time for me because I started working out a lot and trying to really manipulate, you know, my diet and my fitness and all of that because I wanted so badly to look a different way like I was really not happy with myself and that was a very strange realization because like I mentioned I was pretty confident growing up um, you know my only real struggle was like oh my gosh I want to have a bigger butt <laughs> but now it was like I really I really kind of hated myself like I really didn't like what I saw when I looked in the mirror and so I was constantly, you know, trying to restrict and not eat carbs and not eat sugars and focus a lot on what I was consuming. And what that turned into was me like thinking about food all the time, which if you've ever struggled with body image and diet stuff, like you know how that feels and it just, it consumes you. Like it, it, it really does. Having to think about food at absolutely all hours of the day like you're always thinking about you know being hungry or what you're going to eat next or something that you wish you could eat that you can't eat and then of course you know I was going hard in the gym like forcing myself to like run and and do stuff that I, I just really don't like to be honest like I I'm fine now saying that I don't like running you like won't catch me running unless I don't know like something's chasing me I just but I was in that space of really hating my body and so I was forcing myself into all of these restrictive patterns because I wanted so badly to change and so my first sort of entrance into the personal development world was in 2017 when I was in that headspace and I decided to do this 30-day challenge. If you guys have ever heard of Danette May, it was actually her 30-day challenge and it was, I think it was like $50 or something and it took me almost three days to get myself to spend that $50 on that 30-day challenge, which is crazy now because, you know, the deeper that you get into this like self-work, you, you realize that you really do have to invest in yourself to be able to see those changes. But yeah, I was in such a different space then. And so it was really hard for me to actually put that $50 down and be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so what the challenge was, was there was a bunch of like recipes and, and kind of like a diet that you were going to follow. But it was very like, whole foods like not super restrictive like she, I remember she had these like cookie dough balls and like protein that's where I first learned how to make like protein balls like bliss balls because she had a bunch of really cool recipes for that kind of stuff and smoothies and and so I liked it because I was eating stuff that that made sense but I just knew that it would that it was healthier and the element of that challenge that really changed things for me 
was that we weren't working out hard, like doing hit cardio, burpees, all that kind of stuff that I had been really forcing myself into. We were actually doing more kind of like Pilates style or if you guys have ever taken like bar classes, you know, those really like small isolated pulsing movements that help you kind of like strengthen and lengthen muscles. We were doing more that it was just a lot more gentle. And then there were days where we would do yoga and then the like biggest thing for me was that there was meditations included and like I had done meditation before because I've practiced yoga since I was a little girl but I was never like super yogi like serious about it it was just like I would you know go to a yoga class sometimes with friends nothing crazy and so like I was familiar with meditation but I had never really practiced it like daily very like intentionally for a kind of extended period of time and so that was my first exposure to that. And also there was this um, element of affirmations where in some of the meditations, you would kind of just like repeat these affirmations to yourself like, I am beautiful, I am loved, I am everything that I need, those kinds of, of things that are so much a part of the work that I do now, which is crazy looking back on. And I remember feeling so uncomfortable in the beginning saying that stuff to myself which if you can like if you look in the mirror right now and you struggle to find things that you like about yourself or to be able to compliment yourself or to be able to say like you're awesome or I appreciate you or, you're amazing I love you like that is a really good sign that there's a lot of work to be done there because I was in that same exact place I was just like this feels so awkward and weird. Like I hate it. Like, oh yeah. Like the first time you ever really look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. It feels so cheesy and corny and weird. Like you just want to die. <laughs> so I remember that being a really like big kind of shift for me, stepping into that kind of idea of meditating on a regular basis and doing those intentional affirmations. And I remember the one that really resonated with me at that time was the affirmation of I am enough because I was constantly tearing myself down. I was always worried about, you know, the weight that I wanted to lose and how I looked in a bathing suit and that I was bigger than I was before and I was always comparing myself to other people and models on Instagram but also comparing myself to a previous version of myself which is also damaging because you know my body as a 20 something year old woman was never going to look the same as it did when I was 16 years old like for me to even compare those two versions of myself and and strive for that was just completely ridiculous and so those were the things that really helped start make those shifts in my mind of, of what it meant to like love myself and how to move my body in ways that didn't feel like a punishment because up until that point, a lot of my workouts really just felt like punishments. And I, and I think if I really think about the way that my, my self dialogue was when I was working out, you know, before this, this 30 day challenge that I was talking about, it would be like, come on, like do 10 more like you you don't deserve to be done yet I was like really mean to myself um, and I think probably a lot of you guys can relate to that because our negative self-talk is so prominent and it's so mean and nasty when you really think about some of the things that you say to yourself or that you think about yourself I wouldn't say any of that 
to any of my friends or family members or my mom or even people that I don't even know or like don't even care about that much. Like I still wouldn't say that stuff because it's so harsh and, and rude. So my first kind of entry point into this whole world of like mindset and personal development was because of those body image issues that that I went through and I think it's important to kind of like give that backstory because there's a lot of people that maybe be that might be at that place of struggling with their body image or wanting to learn how to love themselves more but feeling like meditating or using affirmations or learning about manifestation and all that kind of stuff that I'm so passionate about now like they might not really see the connection Um, and I didn't really either you know I was like how is this meditation gonna help me lose the belly fat that I want to lose you know like that's kind of the thought process that I was in so I want to recognize that for for a lot of other girls like that could be the space that they're in right now and I totally get that but I will say that that experience like that 30-day challenge really started things for me it really changed the way that I looked at how I was going to treat myself moving forward and how I was going to achieve that level of confidence and contentment with my body and my my self-image and so I actually ended up quitting or I guess like canceling my gym membership for seven months at one point and I didn't do that I honestly didn't do that like intentionally at first it was just because I was moving to a a different part of the city because after that first year in Spain I wanted to move in with my boyfriend and we were looking for a new apartment and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go to that gym anymore. So I originally just started with that and then it took me like seven months to even go to another gym again. So but the crazy thing was, was that I had learned all of these things about like mindset and self-love and affirmations and meditation and moving my body in a more gentle way that felt authentic and, and good to me and less like a punishment And so when I stopped going to the gym for those seven months, that was actually the time period where I experienced the most physical change in my body. Like I lost the most weight, I toned the most muscle. And so what I was doing in that time was I was doing a lot of yoga because that was just something that I could do from home. I was doing yoga flows just on YouTube. I did a 30-day yoga challenge from Yoga Girl. If you guys know her, Rachel Brayton, I love her. She's one of my biggest inspirations because at that same time that I was doing the 30-day Danette May challenge, I actually started following her podcast because I just wanted to have more positive, inspirational content in my life because I was really trying to get out of that negative headspace. So she's another huge inspiration of mine Um, so I was practicing yoga a lot I did her 30-day yoga challenge you know 30 days straight of practicing yoga every damn day that's her her slogan her hashtag yoga every damn day and I was you know following that kind of uh, method or way of eating that was more intuitive that I had learned from Danette May of, of eating things that were delicious and yummy but that were more based around kind of like whole foods and stuff like that and so I was not being super restrictive with myself anymore I wasn't telling myself that I couldn't have any cookies or like I could never have ice cream again I was really just focused on eating whole foods and things that you know felt good and made sense to me 
But then if I wanted ice cream, I was going to have ice cream because if you know me, ice cream is like literally my favorite food. I just, I like, it's a love of mine. I love it. And I definitely have a love-hate relationship with dairy because it doesn't agree with me really too, all too well. But yeah, it was just adopting more of this intuitive style of, of living with, with food and also with movement. And that was when I lost the most weight and saw the biggest change in my body. And so it was because of those two things, but also because of the mindset piece, because by doing those things, I was no longer telling myself that I needed to lose more weight or that I looked fat or that I needed to change or that it wasn't good enough yet and I wasn't weighing myself every day. Oh my God. Like I remember in college, I would weigh myself every freaking day and that number on the scale would just dictate how I felt about myself and what my day was going to look like and how much I thought about food or, you know, force myself to work out in the gym, like letting go of that obsession with weighing myself and taking my body measurements and taking the progress pictures. Like I had to let go of, of all of that. And so during those seven months, that's what I was really focused on. I was meditating more. I was doing more yoga. I was practicing my affirmations. I was being a lot kinder to myself, which I think in the beginning for people, it seems like that stuff won't really make a difference. And that's why I'm so passionate about talking about this kind of stuff is because I know the huge difference that it's made in my life. Like it, it changed everything for me. Learning mindset shifts, meditation, manifestation, affirmations, all of that, like it changed my whole life. 100% because not only did it change, you know, my physical body, but it changed my mental state, my mental health, how I think about myself, the level of self-love that I have. And it also changed my business. Like it's the reason that I became a coach and that I'm able to teach women all of the, this stuff that is so important to me because I know how much it made an impact on me and my life. So yeah, those seven months were just really interest, a really interesting time because I don't want to say to people like quit going to the gym and like you'll get the body of your dreams. <laughs> like that's very misleading. But I just think it's cool as a part of my individual story to know that like I didn't need to be doing those intense workouts all the time to get the result that I had been wanting for years, right? Like what I really needed more so than the sweat and the lifting and the jump lunges and burpees was actually all mindset and self-love, which is crazy because it seems magical. But I think for me, I had to get in vibrational alignment with the person that I wanted to become because before I wanted to, like I obviously wanted to lose fat and all of that, but I wanted, what I really wanted, what I was really desiring at my core was that feeling of being able to like look in the mirror and like what I saw and love myself and be proud of myself and feel confident with whatever I was wearing and wherever I was going. Like I, I just didn't want to be so insecure and in my head anymore that's what I really wanted right more so than like the numbers or the fat cells or whatever like I wanted that feeling but I was not aligned with that at all in my efforts right 
forcing myself to do those hard workouts and being obsessed about the food and the number on the scale and measuring, taking my measurements and taking those before and after pictures. Like all of that was really just perpetuating me getting further away from feeling confident and and loving myself. It was just perpetuating more of that inner critical voice telling me that it's not enough. You're not there yet. You haven't lost enough. You don't look good enough. You shouldn't wear that top. Like, how are you going to wear that bathing suit? Everybody's looking at your thighs. Why are your arms not skinnier? Like, you don't have a thigh gap. God, like, if you think about the way that you talk to yourself when someone's taking your picture – because I just remember so clearly when we, because we would take a bunch of pictures in college. Obviously, they're some of our favorite days and memories of our lives. And I just remember whenever someone would be taking a picture, I would be thinking about like sucking in my stomach, like squeezing my abs, pulling my shoulders and my arms back to make my arms look thinner, like spreading, trying to like manipulate my the way that my legs were positioned and my knees and my ankles and my hips so that I could kind of get like a space between my legs. I think like that was such a huge indicator for me of like something is wrong here. So if you can do it, your own reflection of kind of how you think about yourself when someone's taking your picture, I think that's a really good indication as to what work still needs to be done, right? Because a lot of times when our picture is being taken, that's when our inner critic really comes out and we can hear her really loud and clear. So for like looking back on that stuff for me, I'm just like, wow, a lot has changed since then. Thank God. But of course, you know, I still have times where my, I think a misconception is that once you, that self-love or confidence or something is just something that you can like achieve and then you're done. Amazing. I'm like, that's not the case. Obviously there's still times where my inner critic comes out and, you know, I, I say something or think something negative when I'm looking in the mirror or when someone's taking my photo. But now the thing is that I have the tools and the experience to be able to really recognize that and 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 see it, notice it faster and kind of shut it down or choose a different thought that I want to think instead. Whereas before, like I wasn't even really aware of like how mean I was being to myself in my own head. I just kind of thought like, oh, you know, like this is part of life. Like, you know, I'm getting my picture taken. Like I want to look skinnier. Like I don't want to look fat. And so the first step in changing anything ever is always the awareness. And I have such a more heightened self-awareness of those types of thoughts. And so it helps me be able to kind of like diffuse them faster because when they come up, I'm just like, okay, I forgive myself for thinking that I need to lose more weight because the truth is that I am beautiful and I'm amazing and I love my body exactly the way that it is. Like that's kind of the formula that I really like to use and that I share with all of my clients. If you guys are listening, you know I literally always say this sentence. It's I forgive myself for believing blank because the truth is that blank, right? And you just kind of fill in the blanks for whatever the thought was that popped up, the inner critical voice, and you replace that with something that you know to be true. And, you know, that thing that you know to be true in the beginning may be hard for you to really, truly like feel it and believe it with all of your heart. But there's something about 
recognizing it as a truth even before it feels 100% in in your heart that's going to actually allow that to take shape and for you to believe it even more fully. You know, I think that's the case for with affirmations always is when we start to use affirmations, they don't always feel 100% true. That's why, hello, like that's why we're using them because it's something that we know can be true for us, but we just need to make the mindset shift to be able to believe that. So by telling yourself repeatedly these things that you truly want to believe about yourself, you start to ingrain that as a truth in your subconscious mind. The same way that we've really ingrained the truths about how much we suck or how much we're lacking or what's wrong with us. We've ingrained all of that into our subconscious mind by telling it to ourselves over and over again every time we look in the mirror or take a picture or, you know, whatever it may be. So we're just doing that same process, but this time it's intentional and it's positive, right? When we first do that process of of changing our beliefs to believe that we're not enough or that we're not good enough or smart enough or thin enough or happy enough or successful enough or you know whatever enough when we first do that process it's very unconscious Um, we just allow that negative voice to take over we repeat those thoughts we repeat those words we think it and we say it over and over until it becomes part of our identity and so we've ingrained that negative belief about ourselves so deeply that that's why it's so hard to believe the affirmation that you're telling yourself because you've actually made yourself believe the opposite beforehand. So that's really what the work is when you're using affirmations. It's doing that same process that you did before very unconsciously, but this time just doing it in an intentional, positive way and actually choosing the things that you want to believe versus allowing the things that you've you know, absorbed or allowed yourself to believe in the past overtake your mindset and your, your view of yourself and your life and kind of the world in general. And by doing that work, I started to manifest that version of me that I always wanted to become that, you know, not only in the physical, but also in the mental of being confident, actually loving myself because I changed my vibration by practicing yoga and meditation and the affirmations and choosing to rewire those beliefs that I had about myself, I stepped into a totally different vibration. I was no longer beating myself up and forcing myself to do these crazy workouts and diet plans and all of that really low vibe stuff. Now I was in a place of feeling empowered, of focusing on the gratitude, of really appreciating what my body could do for me and how lucky I was for everything that I had in my life and understanding that if I can come from a place of of love and gratitude and appreciation for who I am already while I'm in the process of also improving and becoming a better, more improved version of myself, I can really speed up that process because I'm going to be vibrating at the level of someone who has those things, right? Someone who has the body that I want and the confidence that I want. They're not looking in the mirror, tearing themselves down and 
forcing themselves to do burpees all day long and run on the treadmill until, you know, they want to puke because they don't deserve to eat the donut. Like that's totally misaligned, right? I, before I was really missing the mark with with my vibration and that version of me that I thought I was working. I was working really hard, right? It's hard restricting all of your food and thinking about it all the time and weighing yourself and doing those workouts. Like that's hard work. So I was like, I'm working so hard and I'm not getting where I want to go. And it's because I was swimming upstream. I was going against the current. My mindset was so misaligned with what I was trying to achieve. So when I really stepped into that place of slowing down, accepting who I was and where I was and moving my body in a way that felt good from a loving, nurturing place and feeding myself feeding myself healthy foods, but also allowing myself to just eat the stuff that I love and that makes me happy when when I wanted to. Like I started to become that version of myself that I always was seeking, right? Because my confidence did go up. My self-love did go up. And so then I was vibrating at that level and I was able to attract that so much with so much more ease and so much faster, right? I had spent years restricting and quote unquote working hard to try and get that body and that, that confidence that I wanted. And then when I switched that, Within a couple of months, things really started to change very quickly. And so I think what I wanted to kind of just communicate to you guys today is that although like I talk a lot about mindset and manifestation now, my journey with all of this started because I was very insecure in my body and I wanted to change things and I was going about it the totally wrong way. And mindset and manifestation is exactly what helped me get to a place of feeling so much more confident and actually loving myself from from within genuinely feeling like I love myself like I can sit here now and say that I love the person that I am I'm honestly so in love with everything that I've been able to accomplish and achieve and just outside of all that external stuff I love who I am because I know that I'm a good person. I know that I'm a good friend. I know that my heart is so big and I wear it on my sleeve and I just want to help people and I want to change lives and just allow women to step into this place of self-love and I want to be there for my family and my friends. Like that is the stuff that really constitutes who you are, right? And so if you can start to view yourself or judge yourself based on who you are as a person rather than what your body looks like from the outside, it might help you to speed up that journey just like it did for me and put you in a place of actually being able to attract those desires that you have, whatever they may be, a little bit faster because you're stepping into that level of that vibration of being grateful, feeling empowered, feeling inspired, happy, beautiful, confident, all of that is going to help you get where you want to go so much faster. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because I feel like that's something that I don't really talk about as much is kind of those body image struggles that I had and how that really opened my eyes to things like manifestation and meditation and really sort of changed my whole life and sparked this whole journey of of becoming a coach and teaching all of this content. And so I think it, it 
it's important to remember that everybody starts somewhere. So wherever you are right now along that path, whether you're back where I was in college or you're somewhere in the middle or you're where I am now, like we're always going to have new struggles, right? New levels, new devils. We're always going to be challenged with our negative mindsets or our inner critical thoughts. And so just remembering that those are really the foundational tools that are going to start to shift things for you is those practices of meditation, manifestation, actively shifting your mindset, choosing to rewire those subconscious beliefs with affirmations. That's really where everything began for me. And it's important that we remember that that's what we have to go back to whenever we're faced with a new struggle or a new demon that comes up for us and not getting kind of like discouraged of, oh, you know, I thought I was over this already or like I should be fine about this by now or I should, you know, I thought that I was confident or I thought I loved myself but now I feel negative again. Negativity is never going to leave us alone. It's always going to be there because it's the way that our minds were built. Like we were built as humans to see the negative before the positive because that's how we were able to survive. If we were strolling around, like strolling through uh, the forest and just admiring the flowers and we weren't focused on the fact that there was tiger footprints in the sand, we would get eaten and we wouldn't have survived and we wouldn't have been able to evolve to this point. And so our reptilian brain comes from that place of negativity first, danger first, what's wrong first because that's going to help us survive but now we live in such a different world and and we're so much safer but we still have that built-in hard wiring and so recognizing that that's never going to go away for any of us no matter how much work you do all your favorite personal development people or influencers or celebrities they all still have to go back to those foundational practices when they reach a new place or a new struggle And so I think that's really important to just recognize that even the people that you might admire or look up to, like they're still doing the work. We're always doing the work. This is a lifelong practice of figuring out how to rewire the parts of our mind that are no longer serving us and really step into that place of self-love and confidence and joy and gratitude. Like we always have to pull ourselves back and remember these practices and continue to put um, our rituals and daily routines into place to allow us to to get to that that next level and of course you know like we'll go into all of that in this podcast like that's what this is for we're going to talk about all of the you know the nitty-gritty details of how you should be doing those affirmations meditation practice all the tips and tricks and common mistakes and all that kind of manifestation stuff like I want to give you guys my best tools that's what this podcast is really designed to do so I really hope that you'll stick around and listen in to the next episodes and if you've enjoyed this episode so far please if you're listening on Apple podcast go ahead and subscribe rate and review the podcast it helps support me so much I'm actually going to be giving away cash prizes to the first people to review the podcast so if you haven't written a review over on apple podcast yet please go ahead and do that 
All of the details for how to win a cash prize are going to be over on the podcast Instagram, which is at Makeshift Happen Podcast. So yeah, if you haven't followed us over there, go ahead and give us a follow as well so you get all the updates for the new episodes, how to win those prizes, and stay involved with us. And I'm wishing you guys a lovely day or night whenever you're tuning in, sending you lots of love and good vibes. Talk to you next time.